Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Mary Alex, who also goes by MA. She is an entrepreneur of a consulting firm where she works with clients to use LinkedIn to increase visibility, relevancy, and sales clout. She is a LinkedIn consultant, has worked for Microsoft as a community development specialist, and has a long history of working in the nonprofit philanthropy sector. With your diverse background, MA, we have so much to chat about, so let's dive right into this. Hi. Hi, and welcome. So, M.A., before we dive into your professional history and passions, can you give us a glimpse of your personal background and some of your hobbies? Oh, my personal background, um, just grew up in the Northern Virginia area where I believe you reside. I'm a big, you know, trendsetter. And um, I'm the middle of five children, Catholic upbringing. Yeah, now residing in Charlottesville, Virginia. So still in the Virginia area. Yeah, that's me in a, in a nutshell. And hobbies. I know you have some really cool hobbies. I do. I do. I love um, gravel bike riding. I'm a Ooh. huge bike enthusiast and used to race bikes. Uh, for a number of years, very competitive, still do some open water swimming, different events. And yeah, I believe that competing in life, even as you age, is super important, you know, to have goals and to be competitive and to even be competitive within yourself, I think is important and always challenging yourself to do better. That is so cool. Now, I know we've talked previously and you said, you did some swimming or are going to do some swimming under the San Francisco Bay Bridge. And did you see the English Channel as well? I swam on a team um, for the English Channel. So I have done some, some pretty fun open water swimming. And um, yeah, I hope in October, fingers crossed, to be swimming with my swim club in San Francisco. And it will be the Golden Gate Bridge swim. Still waiting with fingers and toes crossed to get permission to do that. Um, but yeah, just a goal on the horizon. Wow. That is super cool. So as we turn into your professional journey, can you give the listeners a bit of insight on how your passion developed for working in the nonprofit philanthropy sector? Yeah. So I did work in the philanthropy sector for about 20 years out of graduate school and know the sector quite well ran nonprofits, ran foundations, you know, had a variety after a master's degree, had a variety of jobs in the sector. But honestly, after about 18, 20 years, somewhere in there, I got pretty burnt out. And I knew that I needed to make a career leap and to change sectors. I mean, you know, you know, it's a, it's an insightful thing to know when you're sort of done. Mm-hmm. I was really done in that sector. And my overarching goal was a big leap, which was that I had always loved Microsoft as a company and what Microsoft stood for. 
And as soon as I went to work for Microsoft, soon thereafter, we bought LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know, but uh, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. And I was a community development specialist for Microsoft when I was able to make that leap. And then I was with Microsoft and LinkedIn for about five years before I recently retired um, to launch my own consulting firm. I actually still do work for Microsoft and LinkedIn. I run one of their or manage one of their philanthropy programs where we teach um, LinkedIn skill sets for free. It's part of the COVID Relief Act. And so I feel blessed that I left Microsoft and LinkedIn and I continue to work for them. But I think it's, you know, just to sort of expand even more on your question, I think making those transitions of 2.0 or 3.0, most women, as we know, you know, do that one, two, and three times in their career. And uh, so for me to be where I'm at today, I feel pretty blessed. Um, but it but it does take time and attention, um, you know, to make that leap. And I actually believe it or not, to quite a salary decrease at first going to Microsoft because I had you know reached a pretty high uh, level in the nonprofit sector. Yeah, right. Well, you kind of touched on my next question, and my next question is. How did you, after so many years of working in the nonprofit arena, how did you make that transition? How did it feel? And what were the steps, at least a couple that you took um, to make that transition? That's a great question. Yeah. So first of all, it's an inter intrapersonal paradigm shift, right? It's a yeah. like, wow, this is going to be a big leap <laughs> and this is going to take time and attention. But as you can tell, I'm pretty impassioned about LinkedIn. And so I had to, Summer, I had to go and change my entire LinkedIn profile from nonprofit language speak into for-profit language speak. So, you know, a quick example of that for people is going from, um, you know, being a profound fundraiser to being profound at sales. Right. There's, of course, crossover skill sets. Yes. Right. Yes. But you need to make that language shift. Yes. And so I, I tenaciously used LinkedIn to make that leap into Microsoft. But it starts with the paradigm shift of who you are interpersonally. The other thing I'll touch on real briefly um, starts at 35 for women, but 40 for men, right, is age discrimination. Mm -hmm. So some of my practice summer is really helping people to spin and craft a profile that presents as youthful as possible. So it was two things because I was quite late in my career to make that jump to the for-profit sector. So it was going back, it was re-spinning my LinkedIn to make it profit-driven language at the same time to highlight a youthfulness, you know, be it talking about open water swimming, be it talking about racing your bike. There are a lot of interventions that people can make to present more youthful, if you will. Right. And so um, I always tell clients, don't underestimate what it's gonna take. Everybody is taken aback when you really talk to people 
you know, down and dirty about when you change sectors or go on to that 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, do not underestimate what that's going to take, not only intrapersonally, but through social media platforms. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned these tips because they are so important. It is not minimizing those super skills that you have. It's more along the lines of putting it in writing and speak that really translates effectively to what you want to do today and how that looks. And so that is really important. You have some amazing super skills. You really do. And expertise related to career transition and profile creation for those wanting to change their career paths, which you touched on. And you've given a couple of suggestions to people that want to improve their profile creation and elevate their exposure, such as making it more youthful, uh, changing those terms and such. But my question to you is, and I'm kind of going off script a little bit. No worries. What would you say, you know, because we could get into a deep conversation about this because there is a distinct difference between men and women and how we're perceived from 35 to 45, you had mentioned. So what are some of the things that women can do to kind of sound more youthful in a LinkedIn profile? I would recommend going in. LinkedIn does a list of the the most um, impactful influencers on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is about two things. It's about doing some intel into other people's profiles and mimicking what makes sense for you, right? And so what I do is I go in and I follow and all of the folks on LinkedIn who have gotten designated by LinkedIn to be influencers. Mm -hmm. And so I go in and I watch them I go in, you go into their profiles, I guarantee Summer, it's fun, fun, fun. That's the way, just like yours, as a matter of fact, I'll give you a compliment. You know, people want fun. They want positive energy. Yeah. You know, they don't want um, like, oh, I could never be like that. Oh, that person is so out of my reach, blah, blah, blah. They want, I can relate to that person and they exude energy. And again, that's what drew me to you to begin with. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, looking energetic, looking like it's going to be a pleasure to know somebody, not being intimidated by somebody who presents bigger than you do in life. So when I see something that works for someone else, of course, I have to inter- interpersonally ask myself, Does, is that really me? Does that really work for where I am? But there's very little new on social media platforms, right? Yes. So, you know, for me, I always, you know, anybody who knows me, whenever I, I've taught a lot of LinkedIn webinars and classes in my career, and when Microsoft first bought LinkedIn, that was a part of my job as a LinkedIn ambassador. And so whenever I would teach LinkedIn and then people would come back for other classes, they'd be like, Mary Alex, you've changed your profile again. Like summer, this isn't something you throw up there. Yes. See if it sticks. This is something that's dynamic. Yes. And you need to keep reinvigorating the language. You need to breathe newness mm. to that LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And so I hope I know that's a long answer you know, to what was a short question, but 
For me, it's always about changing things when I'm changing, when what I'm doing is changing, my expertise could be changing and what kind of clients am I looking for? Blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, that's how I would answer. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. You give some practical approaches to changing and reinvigorating that language and what your profile looks like. And I, I truly believe that a website, your profile on LinkedIn, your profile on these different social platforms, they're living. And so they're living, you're living, so they're living through you, right? So you That's need right. to change them as you develop. And I love that suggestion about making it invigorating, fun, because truly I've had this discussion with a lot of people regarding where we are today, everything that we're going through, yes. and people want levity. They want something that's fun. They want something that's exciting because you were so right. I look at some of these platforms and I look at some of these profiles and I think to myself, well, this hasn't been said before, or this <laughs> has been said before over yeah. and over and over the same way. But what I do like is look at those high profile folks, look at what they're saying on their profiles. You don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. But what you do need to do is see how they pertain to you. Certain things, it might be that piece and that piece and that piece, but you might word it differently to fit who you are. Okay. And I love that suggestion because I think that's so critical. I think a lot of people get stuck in that place where I don't know what to do. I don't mm -hmm. know how to write this. I yes. don't know how to, how to, how to. And we, we get in front of ourselves and like, stop ourselves from making that progress that we need to make. And it's right. like, Ooh, no, we can do this. There are simple steps to this and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You have super skills. Do you know what those are? And those can be applied, but the language just needs to look a little different. Right. I can humbly suggest something. I like when people come to me with help with their about section, which as we know is the, one of the hardest sections for people to write. And so when I work with clients, I help them to craft that and spin that blah, blah, blah. But then I say to them, you need to send this to five people who know you, right? That is the feasibility behind everything that we do is so important. And I'll say, send it to five people and say, does this look like summer? Does yes. this project who I am, yes. right? And so I think we can't, when we, when we write stuff, we get so myopic to it. Yes. We don't even see it. And so I always say to people, okay, we've got it. You know, we've got that about section down. Now send it to five people and ascertain that it reflects who I am right. in the world. And I think that, and I'm going to kind of piggyback on that. I think that is really critical, but also send it to folks that, you kind of think are youthful in their profile too. And yes. that it's like, okay, they kind of get what people are looking for today. Not that they're going to take you out of your zone or not going to look at this as this being you or not being you, because they are going to either see you in this description or not, you know, yes. <laughs> number one, but number two, it's how do they project their profile? How is their, pro their profile written? And what are they projecting in, from their profile? So it's like, you want to look at that too, because you know, when you ask somebody, and this is kind of a funny, but you know, when you ask somebody like, Hey, do you know a good restaurant? But you know, they don't have really great taste in food. 
And you're like, yeah, that's not the person you necessarily want. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. You want to ask ask these people who have an array of experiences and also a profile that you might like. Yes, yes. And that projects what you want to project. Yes. Right? And so, yeah, that's a very trustful thing. Like when you think about those five people, it needs to be strategic, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we do give somebody what something that we've written, yeah. it's like, ooh, that takes some courage. It does. Especially when it's about you. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're yes. right, MA. It's it's so interesting that those that little bit of information, even like the header information, it's it's so critical. It's it so is. critical. I was looking at another platform. And you can only do so much, so many characters mm-hmm. in that platform. And I'm like, oh, what do I even put that's going to resonate with folks? That's right. going to grab their attention. And keep them. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these suggestions are great. So we've covered a lot of ground here. And we've talked about a lot of different things. But how do you work with charities and foundations today to use LinkedIn to develop strong branding for fundraising, executive board development, and volunteer generation? Yeah, right now, honestly, and I shoulda, coulda, woulda, right now the program I'm working on um, and managing for Microsoft under their philanthropies umbrella, it is a program that works with folks who need help getting on LinkedIn, you know, generating a profound profile, blah, blah, blah. And some of the nonprofits that we're working with um, push clients, you know, push their clients to us that need help. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of my time spent, you know, just managing, helping Microsoft to manage that program. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of clients right now are actually like authors who are trying to use LinkedIn mm-hmm. to generate buzz, visibility, podcasts. Again, a number of my clients are, you know, they kind of shifted, you know, how things ebb and flow from nonprofits, mm-hmm. but Um, to now being women who want to cast a more youthful uh, profile. They're going on to chapters 2.0, 3.0. I do ghostwriting for people on LinkedIn. Wow, okay. So a lot of people that are up at this high echelon in their career, them spending time posting on LinkedIn is not a good use of their time. So I literally take over their voice and post for them, you know, after I get to know their social media goals and what are they using LinkedIn for? What are, you know, what are the metrics? Because I'm very metrics driven in in the success of my clients, Mm -hmm. um, which Microsoft has dramatically improved LinkedIn when it comes to metrics and data and AI and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it has sort of shifted from the working with nonprofits more into one-on-one clients, um, and um, yeah, right now I have a couple authors who are my clients, which I really love, you know, and everybody's different, right? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you, you talk about the metrics. I love that you talk about the algorithms and, and we look at these social media platforms and they're always changing and yeah. we're being one of those. So it's always, it's so difficult to keep up with, you know, because they are changing. And yep. it's like, wow, who do we go to? We yep. go to MA for help. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to 
LinkedIn, yes. I'm certainly absolutely. looking at the, at the rest of them, but you're right. Summer, you're absolutely right. And I know we've briefly talked about this one-on-one -on -one as well, that, man, these platforms change every day. Every day. Every day. And there's new features that come out and they, they throw them up and they see if they're going to stick and then yeah. they disappear sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, this is the essence of technology. It's wax and wane. And it's like, that's why, you know, like when clients come to me and they want me to be an expert on Twitter or, you know, whatever, Instagram, I'm like, you know what, I can do it, but I'm not an expert at that. I know my limitations. I know where I shine. I shine on LinkedIn. I, you know, you can only really keep up with one platform. It is really, really difficult. And for someone who is an entrepreneur who does a lot of her own marketing, who does a lot of her own copy, who does a lot of, uh, you're right. It is time consuming. Yeah. We, it's, it's great that you're an expert in LinkedIn and that you're staying in that lane. And that is what you're really focused on because that's going to help your clients so much. So we have covered so much and you've given so much here in regards to practical information, where we need to focus our attention when it comes to our profile, our about page, what you do as an entrepreneur, how you yourself made the transition, the 2.0, 3.0 transition, and what that looked like. And that process looks different for each and every one of us. But there are people like you, MA, that can help those that are having some difficulty with that process, that 2.0 or 3.0 process. And they're just getting in front of their success. They're really halting or hindering that. So thank you so much for really having this in-depth conversation about who you are, your background, what you do, some of your super skills, how you applied those, your expertise on LinkedIn. So I'm gonna go to my last question here, MA, and that is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would those be? I think about this a lot, Summer. And it's a great quote that I heard that I've added just a little addendum onto, which is that fear can be conquered. Anxiety mostly has to be endured. But with saying that, I believe that grit and perseverance have to be your superpowers. Anxiety is something that we, especially with COVID-19, like we've just had to, you know, learn to live with the unknown. And again, I think we can overcome fears, but I think that the more grit and um, risk taking, and again, always reinventing who we are, and especially as women and women trendsetters, you know, the, the better off we'll be. And I think the more we can reflect that on LinkedIn, the better our careers will prosper. Thank you so much, MA, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. It's been my pleasure. If you'd like to connect with Mary Alex, also MA, you can find her on LinkedIn at Mary Alex One. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. 
Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.